0: This week on the It's Take Two podcast.
1: It's easy for like on set though. Sometimes you had whole conversations that were just numbers and letters. Yeah, four three. Yeah, four, we three. don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah nine, five, <laughs> I just like real stories. I think I'm just nosy. Working with people and knowing how people's lives work and filmmaking's a good way of sort of giving them a platform for that. You'd, you'd have ha- to you'd think have about to have cleaning it. Well it. made
0: though. Yeah, cleaning it and like the.
2: If it's
1: going to come in and out. I didn't press record.
2: Let's just hear everyone going Ooh, oh, 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 oh. everyone wincing yeah. at home. You can feel overwhelmed with that much you feel like you should know because of the small crews that you're working in. When in reality the reason why there's the come up the first day sees and the second day sees because yeah. there's so much. Welcome back to
0: episode eight of the It's Take Two podcast with me, Rob. Me, Jordan. And we've got a special guest. Two in a row we've had. We had Ollie last Doing week. Well. Not last week. It won't be last week. Yeah, it can be. Do you reckon? Yeah, we'll do it. We're on a roll at the minute. All right, so last week, and then we'll probably have a three month gap now. Yeah. So the next <laughs> episode this year, we've got Beth on. Hello, Beth.
1: Hello, hello.
2: Do we clap? We normally clap, nice do we? Nice to meet here. Oh, um, clap. I mean, no we'll have to shout out.
1: I think a two person clap sounds lackluster. <laughs>
2: we've been doing it every episode. <laughs> it's yeah. good, it's yeah. good
0: that you bring that up now. But, yeah,
2: feedback is yeah. always yeah. welcome. Yeah, yeah, I think Unless it's, it's bad. Scrap the clap. Yeah. No, welcome to the podcast. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me.
2: So what's the podcast about? Great question, Bob. We talk a lot of stuff about film. And we realise that what we've learned, what we've done, what we want to do might help other people who are in the same boat, such as Beth, perhaps. You know, anyone who's got an interest in independent filmmaking, freelancing, maybe running a business eventually if that's what they want to do, hopefully we cover that in this podcast. And how's it looking so far? What are the numbers looking like? Not great, um, <laughs> but we stick a few notes on the end and it makes me feel better, so we're, we're yeah. doing all right. Without the notes, how are we looking? Next question.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Do you want to introduce yourself to the viewers, <sighs> listeners? Yeah. Shard's sure. mum, basically.
1: <laughs> She's <the only laughs> listener.
2: I'm
0: on
1: a <laughs> so I'm Beth. Um, I'm at Bob through studying filmmaking at Leeds Arts. I'm 24, but I didn't go to uni until I was 21. Um, not sure why that's an important detail, but there you go. Like a dating profile, is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like long walks on the beach. I'm trying to crack into the world of freelance at the minute, but I also still work 40 hours a week in a bar, as everyone else does. I don't quite know which direction I'm heading in yet. I, I really am enjoying camera departments at the minute. Yeah, that's me.
2: Obviously, then you just mentioned that you work in camera departments,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that is why we've kind of brought you onto this episode, because you are a relatively recent addition to the... It's the relic family, shall we say. What made you want to get involved with the projects that Bob and Ollie work on?
1: So, Bob and Ollie used to run the teach the sessions, teach the like editing sessions and the camera sessions and stuff like that at uni. And I think, on a weird level, like because I was closer to your age than I was a lot of the students, I kind of was like, oh, like these guys are going to know what they're talking about. And I've obviously had sort of different. Types of experiences that I thought would be interesting to find out more about, and so always sort of like engaged with you two, and knew they then sort of had said that they run this film production company and make different films, and I thought that sounds really exciting. Yeah. So sort of inquired towards the end of my time there, and just said, "If there's ever anything that you guys are doing that I can get involved with, I'd love to." And that's how it came about, really.
0: So then you you watched our first feature film, which is award winning and internationally distributed. She must, she must have done, yeah. So tell us what yeah. you think about that. <laughs> So Beth's not seen it.
1: I haven't seen it. I, I was meant to watch it in order to do my homework for this, but forgot. I will though. It's on Amazon. Let's put it on now, <laughs> live reaction video.
2: <laughs> if you were to describe yourself, who you are now in terms of your career, what would you say you do? What would you say your role is?
1: So I have three roles at the minute. One, um, as I say, is just working in a bar to pay rent. And then one, um, I'm the freelance creative producer for the Young Women's Filmmaking Academy which is a registered, small registered charity in the northeast that provides free workshops for young women and people who identify as female. It's kind of like social action through filmmaking. So the point of it is to try and get young people to engage with filmmaking skills so that they can create content that they think will teach their communities about different important sort of subjects and stuff like that. It's really, really interesting. And the teaching element is interesting because you kind of, you assume that if someone signed up for the Young Women's Film Academy, that they're going to really, really love filmmaking and like the kit and stuff like that. So I ran a workshop over October, got loads of kit out and I was like, all we're gonna do this morning is like look through the kit and you can open up whatever you want and they just look at you blankly. And you're like,
0: okay. Yeah, I found that at uni though. <laughs> yeah. People who'd come to uni
1: yeah. to do
2: filmmaking degree and some people just weren't interested. You have to remember everyone's got their own different dedicated niches, things they want to learn. It's like, we have yeah. to remember sometimes when we chat, that mm-hmm. remember where we are, who we're around.
1: It's what easy for like on set though. Sometimes you had whole conversations that were just numbers and letters. And we were all like all right well they know what they're saying You're at four not yeah yeah. <laughs> <Number 56. laughs> yeah, that's true so I do that and then I also do um freelance videography for a charity in Bradford that again is really interesting because it's just good skills development. It's just trying to like keep the skills active mm-hmm. when I've not got any other sort of like creative projects going it's really interesting and it's kind of I think I went ahead into sort of factual and documentary and it's a really interesting they work with like vulnerable communities in Bradford so that's really interesting subjects and I'm looking forward to learning about the ways in which I can technically work with the kit in order to shoot the subjects that I'm working with. So I'm really enjoying the content of what the people I'm working with, but I want to do more active like filmmaking with it. But yeah, I'd say they're my roles.
2: What is it about factual documentary that you like so much? Why is that something that you want to get into?
1: I think I like the idea of working with actual communities and actual people and like making films that or making content that. I feel is actually going to make a difference or is actually going to be useful for those communities to have. Mm. Yeah, just like real stories. I think I'm just nosy. <laughs> I like the idea of actually like working with people and knowing how people's lives work and filmmaking is a good way of sort of giving them a platform for that.
2: We have a few questions that we'd like to ask every guest that we've had so far. Mm-hmm. For you, when was the moment you realized you wanted to work within film, filmmaking?
1: It was, it's on my top five list, so we'll get to that, but I went to see... um American Animals, which was Bart Layton's, I don't know when it was made, 20-something, I've got it on my list. I, so I wanted to do acting for a long time, and that was the, that was totally set, that's what I was gonna do. And then went to see that on my own, I had a spare afternoon, and I remember finishing and thinking it was such an amazing film, but it was the first time I remember thinking I actually wanna be able to make it rather than just be in it. I remember thinking there's so many different elements to it and so many different layers. And it was such an experience for me to watch that I was like, what a skill to be able to pull all those things together and be able to like understand all of the different elements that you need to make a film. There's so many different elements that you need to make a film. So that was very clearly actually the moment I remember thinking, I want to make them. I want to, or at least be part of the process that makes them.
2: And how old were you at that point then?
1: 19 maybe. Yeah, just turned 19.
0: What was your film, Jod? Okay, I can't remember what
2: you I said. I think must
1: have a for, film like that.
2: For me, it wasn't a film. Oh no, it, it was Penguins, like, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was either <laughs> Blue Planet oh, yeah. or Frozen Planet, like back in 2008 or 9. Yeah. Must have been around then. And it was the behind the scenes bit at the end of them. And I was watching these cameramen, you know, lugging these massive cameras. And I was like, I want to do that. I don't know yeah. why. I just had a weird <laughs> light bulb moment. Like, that's what I want to do for some reason. Yeah. Not done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Instead you're in it. I'm, a, I'm at Yorkshire Wildlife Park filming penguins. <laughs> I'm doing it, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours again? Just for to remind the viewers. I can't remember. I have to. <laughs>
0: I have to listen back to the previous episode. I can't remember what I said. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to do it. it yeah. yeah,
2: we mentioned it in episode two or three. Yeah,
0: Avatar was a big one for me. I think because that blew my mind when it came out. Mm. And we could talk about Avatar too because that's an interesting topic.
2: True. Have you seen that yet? No. Okay. Have you seen it? Yeah. What do you think? Um, spoiler free. Spoiler free, it was, it had less of an impact on the first one mm. because you you go past that, this is revolutionary filmmaking, it's a new style of filmmaking and all that. So that kind of, it was less of a, whoa, I watched it in 2D as well, so I didn't get the mm. full of, the full effect. Storyline is pretty similar, just in a dif- different way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be as vague <laughs> as <laughs> possible here, yeah. yeah. I did enjoy it. It was a great film and I'd, I'd never got bored. But then it's when you get back home or the day after you think, oh, okay, yeah, and it was, it was good. But I left the cinema thinking, that was mint. Yeah. Uh, but then when you think about it a bit more, I'm like, what did you think? I watched it IMAX 3D,
1: which is... I feel like that's the way to do
2: it. Yeah, that's the way to do <laughs> <laughs> it. But £18 view is ridiculous. I remortgaged my house. And, uh... I don't do it often IMAX 3D. Well, I didn't know because it was like, is it two hours... Two, three quarters. Three hours, 12 minutes. Oh. I, just, I didn't want to be wearing like 3D glasses. Like the novelty wears off after 15, 20 minutes for me.
0: For me, it's just like watching Blue Planet, but for an alien planet, which I love. Like there's loads of shots of them just in the water with these whales. With like, They're incredible, aren't they? I love that. I could have just done that all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, plot line was kind of so-so on it, but yeah. visually amazing. I
1: yeah. think that's generally been the review though. People have said obviously it's a spectacle, but like yeah, it's nothing crazy special in terms of story.
0: But then I think the third one apparently that is basically the same thing, but they're going to like ash people now by volcanoes. But I've no interest in that because I'd much rather, you know, the the coast stuff and being out in the sea and all of that is visually amazing. I have not asked about watching people in volcanoes for three hours.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's loads of different settings they could do it in, but if it's just the same story and the same characters, yeah. no one's gonna. It feels as, to go and see feels it, as yeah.
2: ambitious as Shrek, where it's like, oh, this is going to be seven, and then they realize after about three or four, it's like, yeah, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good analogy thank yeah. you <laughs> did that
2: actually happen I think so well, yeah we, Shrek the third Shrek forever Shrek after, forever after. Shrek, Shrek 2 is great Shrek 2 is 10 out 10, to 10, but after that DVD bonus extras on Shrek 2 I mean. so
1: good but, uh, yeah, yeah. Far Far Away Idol <laughs> <laughs> great. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so we've got another question that we ask everyone mm-hmm. and it's if you could have made one film that's already out there and you could retire happy after that what film would it be and why
1: I think I mentioned. Do you know what? I watched the other day that I think this is possibly, it's definitely, it's on my top three. And I think if I could make something as good as it, I'd be like, cool.
0: It wasn't Among the Living because you're not seeing
1: it. (laughs) It wasn't Among the Living. I will watch it. I will watch it. Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade. Did you ever see it?
0: No. No, I've not seen Eighth Grade actually. I've seen Inside and I've I've seen that multiple times. Inside's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I loved Inside. Yeah. But uh, he made a film in 20... Eighteen. Eighteen. And it's so simple. It's dead that simple. It can't have been expensive to make. I think I like the fact that it's really effective, but dead simple. I think that's what I like. And if I could make something, if I could like use resources like that to make something that has that much impact, I think I'd be happy out.
2: It's a good way to see filmmaking at our stage of our careers, I think, where something is so good yet you know it hasn't had hundreds of millions of pounds pumped into it to yeah. become your favourite film. So I watched Bank of Dave that's on Netflix. I watched that. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought I told you to watch it, didn't I? Like earlier this week. Have you seen it yet? No. That is another good example of a film that utilises a low budget but Mm -hmm. makes it feel bigger than it actually is. Yeah. So like a lot of it's shot in Leeds, um, but it's meant to replicate London or some cases Burnley. But the areas that they use, you think you're in London and little yeah. things like that at our stage that we can aspire to it's do like, next. Yeah. is like, we don't need to shoot in London. It's going to be It was just drove into London, won it, and then Yeah. Into buildings. And suddenly you're back in. It worked in, well. Yeah. It worked really well. And then the big scene at the end, obviously oh, it's, yeah. it's not on the scale of yeah. a Bohemian Mhapsody or anything like that, but the way they've done it, you can tell it's not been a ridiculously high budget, but they've yeah. done it really well. And I think that's, I enjoyed that film a lot for that reason, because it was like, actually, yeah, when you think about it, you don't have to, do what you want the story to yeah. to do. You can work away. You work your ways around it.
1: And I was thinking about it the other day when you were talking about Among the Living on the podcast. When you said about shooting the tent scene in the living room, and I was like, genius. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and if if
0: you watch it, you can't tell, can you? No, it's little tricks like that. I think. Yeah, they're good.
1: Sometimes the best filmmaking comes out of sort of resourcefulness that you have. Whereas if it's like, oh, here's a problem, it's fine, just throw another million pounds at it and it'll get fixed. You don't have to have that process where you think, okay, how are we going to like creatively fix this? How are we going to plug this gap with like a roll of gaffer tape rather than... And I think sometimes the best content can come out of that.
2: I think Um, we've said in the past, haven't we, where we like the fact that we're gradually building our way up in terms of production and scale. So then when you get to hopefully the top end of what you want of your career, You've done everything prior. You know everything prior. Rather than stepping day one on a film set, that's yeah. this hundred million pound film. You see, seeing the pros, do it, but then you've missed that massive gap of knowledge and yeah. troubleshooting and diagnosing issues, things like that. That hopefully we can do the way we've chosen to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's getting that them years of practicing and
0: multiple films worth of practicing. And it?
2: yeah, it's a, it's a slow burner, but hopefully worth it in the end. Shout out time. So. You have listened to all the episodes, haven't you? So Mm -hmm. you'll know by now that we have a shout out because we're not yet sponsored. Still, applications (laughs) are welcome. (laughs) Um, I also realise that if anyone's watching this, they won't realise that we are a filmmaking podcast. So we're not. We've got nothing to.
0: Yeah, we need to draw attention
2: to props or something. Really. I just put some lenses out Oh we should have got
0: Oh
1: the yeah, flasks I've, I've got, got one go Bring on. it next week Next
0: week
2: yeah. <laughs> Merch have, have I told you about my idea? No oh, I, I want to get this out there Because I feel like oh. it's brilliant What is it? Right You know how you get your flasks That look like lenses And you'll get it as it like Because you, you yeah. know yeah. Your auntie's cousin's go? Oh no, I know you're into filmmaking So I got you this Yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: We'll go one better One that looks like a seventy-two hundred 200 mm Yes, that when you zoom in, it extends the length of the cup so you can choose whether to have a small, medium oh, or large. Oh,
1: but it also looks like a zoomy. Exactly. Very good. And yeah, then, very
2: good. You, you know, your little lens cap to use as a lid. Mm-hmm. And then I also thought where it says like 70-200, mm-hmm. that can be the thermometer for the heat inside so you know what temperature your drink's at.
1: Yeah, but do you need to know the temperature if you drink? Well, it's just, you know.
2: If, I mean, if I had not know the temperature of my
1: coffee, <laughs> <laughs> there might be another one. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, it's a really
2: good opportunity from an investment perspective. If you just wanted to contribute, just fifty thousand pounds just to get the get it going.
1: I might have fifty p in my purse that I could. Uh, That's Towards it, yeah. Towards yeah. It, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
2: it's good. I do think it's, think it's a
1: really good idea. Yeah, Small,
2: like medium, or large. I'll you'd have a one thirty-five mil today. You'd have to. You'd, <laughs> you'd have, have to think you'd about have it, well it.
1: made
0: though, yeah. Cleaning it
2: and like the. If it's going to come in and
1: out. I just. Because those uh-huh. coffee mugs are a nightmare, or I just put tea mm. in mine because it's a shit idea, coffee, anyway, so it it put coffee forget
2: in
1: it, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had a long hard think about who I'm going to shout out. Um, and I'm going to shout out my auntie Sue, which may seem random at first, but um, she's fantastic. She's a proper like fangirl for me and my film career. Like, she really, really wants me. To, to stick with it. She's a um, screenwriter for Emmerdale, currently, but has written for loads of soaps nice. throughout the years. The other reason she's a good connection to it is she, we spent hours on her kitchen table at one point putting together my application for uni. And if I hadn't got into uni, I wouldn't have met Bob and I wouldn't have been working with Relic.
2: And you wouldn't have met me on this 2 podcast with yeah, three <laughs> for three <you>. listeners. <laughs> no, but to Auntie Sue.
1: My Auntie Sue. Yeah, that's who I'd like to do my shout out to. Cheers,
2: Auntie Cheers, Sue. Auntie Sue. Oh, <laughs> I feel like so I know her already.
1: Yeah. Cheers. Yeah.
2: Ooh.
0: So how did you find uni then?
1: I loved uni. I thought it was great. Really, really good. And I had no, um, well, I had a a little bit of film production experience, but I didn't have any film making experience before I applied. But I'd always sort of loved films and had a load of acting experience, which they then really liked. But yeah, uni was great. Learned loads. Met loads of good people. I'd say that's, I know that's cliche because everyone says the same thing, but mm. that is the most valuable valuable thing that you get from it is the relationships that you make and like the work that that then leads to. Because you feel a little bit like you learn loads of stuff and then the second you graduate that it just... It feels tiny compared disappear. to what you then
2: learn in the real world.
1: Yeah. And there's so much to learn with filmmaking. Like it can feel quite overwhelming But even just begin to understand the amount of information that you're going to need, especially in camera departments, because there's so much technical knowledge that you need. And I think I need to give myself more credit. I think that I probably do know a lot more than I feel like I know. And there's always nice moments where you think, oh, my God, I didn't understand anything at that sentence. But then you Google all the different bits of kit and you're like, oh, but actually, I do know what that does and that makes sense. And
2: You realise when you see these larger scale crews why they have you know, a DOP, a CAMOB, first AC, yeah, second AC, because people. they've all got, it's not like we're just going, oh, it's, I know, I'll just do half a job. Everyone's doing a full job yeah. because there's that much to learn. So that's why when you're starting out, you feel, you can feel overwhelmed with that much you feel like you should know because of the small crews that you're working in. Yeah, When in reality, everyone's got their own, there's the reason why there's the come the first ACs and the second ACs because yeah. there's so much.
1: And I think that's something that uni was good for is saying, giving you like, an overview of all those different departments and all those different processes. I, as I say, I didn't have any previous experience really, as opposed to some people who did that degree because they'd been working in films for ages and then thought they'll further their you know knowledge. And
2: Did you use that yeah. time to then gain some experience on top of just what the university tells you to make or do? Or
1: I certainly did by the time I was in second year. First year, not so much because six months into it, COVID hit, so that was all a bit of a weird year, which I think in some ways, as much as that was shit, it also meant then when I got back, I was like, I'm just going to soak up everything as fast as I can in mm. case it comes again or in case the course shuts down or in case we go back into. So, yeah, I really started to build up um, my freelance. I just said yes to everything that was sent through. It was. I knew that that time was just going to disappear. And I wanted to feel like, okay, if I'm going to graduate, I don't just want to graduate and think now I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. I want to graduate and think, okay, at least I've got something that when I'm applying to these different organisations and different job opportunities, I can say, well, I did do this, and I did do this, and I've learned this, and this is my degree. Mm. I was terrified of that feeling of getting to the end of it and thinking, oh, I've not made the most of that. And I still had a little bit of that. There was still being on set with you guys, I'd be like, oh, I've never seen one of these. And Bob would be like, well, we've had one in the kit store for three years. And I was like, like, (laughs) whoa, you never booked it out, so...
0: (laughs) That goes back to what we said, though. Is uni for most, for everyone, really? Is you get out what you put into it. Yeah. Like people can sail through, just go to the the classes that are mandatory and submit the films that are mandatory, and then kind of get a degree. And assume that's it. the qualification will yeah. give you a job. It's yeah. not the case. But you could, if you put more into it, you'll get so much more out of it. Like you say, yeah. Just trying to work
2: on anything that you can get hold of.
1: There's so much to learn that you just have to think, okay, I'm just going to learn as much as I can. And see where that gets me.
2: I think if you've got such a passion for it as well, there's a lot to learn, but it's always enjoyable. Yeah. So I think if you are enjoying spending your free days learning about bits of kit, you know, reading, watching reviews and things, if you're enjoying that, then you deserve to keep trying to, you know, get a career in that. Yeah. If you find it like it's a struggle and you just feel like it's you're forcing yourself to do it, maybe that particular role or that avenue of filmmaking might not be the right one for you. There's yeah. loads of other avenues out there. So just have a look and see if something else feels more like what you enjoy and that you want to pursue.
1: You and Ollie were good at that. You and Ollie were good at saying, this studio's here and this kit is here for you to cover book out. And I still, as I say, probably never did it anywhere near as much as I could have done or should have done. Just, yeah, yeah. you were good at trying to just say, just make the most of it.
0: Yeah, we, we tried yeah. to, but I think the thing is, was there was so much kit and so much choice in light, especially the lighting department, that it was yeah. overwhelming for someone getting into it. For us, it was great, because when yeah. we got to the, to shoot Ollie's film, we took like most stuff out and we used most of the kit. But for someone just getting into it, having four different LED panels, LED fronels, RGB lights, it was so overwhelming.
1: Yeah. And I think you found that I, there was kit that I booked out, learnt how to use, and then just booked out the same kit for three years. Yeah. Because I was like, I've already got a lot to do making whatever films it was you needed to make. You almost are like, I I, I don't have time to learn about all this other kit as well as try and make the content that you have to. Because it was quite an intense course, the filmmaking one at LAU. Like, There was a lot of contact hours. There was a lot of teaching. There was a lot of more written work than we kind of thought there was going to be, and then a load of practical stuff that you had to do. So, yeah, I think once, you'd found, I'd, once I'd found a kit that I knew I could book and use, I just used to use that. And you, then th- feel a you, bit better. you
0: were fond of the Eva, weren't you? That's what yeah, you shot to on. Yeah, I took
1: out the Eva all the time. It's all I knew how to use. That but that's it, not a bad the idea,
0: because especially if you get a camera like that, the Eva is fantastic. We've spoken about it before. <laughs> I love it. If you're just learning that and getting used to that, then why not? Great then you yeah. get, you've got time to focus on learning the lighting and the other craft around it rather than, you know, oh, great, you know, the menu system of Panasonic, Canon and Sony. It's irrelevant. Who cares? Yeah. Whereas if you get used to one camera, focus on that and wait until you outgrow it, great.
2: So you worked with us for the first time last year
1: mm-hmm.
2: on Ollie's film. First of all, how did you find working with us?
1: I loved it. I looked. Oh, no. Depends how honest I'm going to be.
2: You can be honest. We'll just cut it out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. Learned loads. Just uh, honestly, just watching you two talk to each other <laughs> because it's just like the way you can communicate without actually saying anything that anyone else would understand. Um, whether that just be film quotes or actual technical knowledge. Or just
0: the glances. Yeah.
2: For, yeah. <laughs> By yeah, the way, yeah. we've we've not brought Beth on just. To talk about us doing, like, you <laughs> idolise us. <laughs> of course we have. <laughs> what would you say you learned the most during the, your time? Or oh, especially that first week? Because we had the week block, didn't we, at the start? And
1: That block was amazing. That was It was just so much fun. Like, every day, just waking up and all you had to do was, like, shoot loads of different stuff and work on loads of different kit. All being in that house was so much fun. Like, that block was so much fun. Like, definitely one of my year highlights was... I mean, shooting the whole thing was amazing, but that block was, like, great. It's a
0: good week, wasn't it? It was great, yeah. It was definitely one of my
1: highlights. That environment is just so lovely. That's what Dean talked about in his, like, what Relic manages to create with the crew that it's picked is there's just never any friction. There's never any tension. And even in those difficult moments, you're all really good at being like, okay, this is a really difficult moment and this is something we need to fix, but it's okay and we're still going to have a beer at the end and like it was amazing and especially fresh out of uni like so I still felt like I had all that information and all that drive that I'd like put into all my final year stuff so then being able to go straight onto a film set which was really really Um, although it was so lovely that everyone kept being like this isn't what it's normally like don't get used to this don't think this is what sets in the industry are actually like and I was like oh I think this is what it's going to be like I think it's just everyone being friends it can't all be that nice maybe
0: it's just any sets that me and George are on yeah we just Just bring the (laughs) the (laughs) party. you started a film shoot as AC Mm -hmm. George you were camera op I was DP Mm -hmm. and then Beth got promoted because George went to a bloody Harry Styles gig halfway through worth it
2: was it a little it midweek good? treat? Was it? Was it good? It was pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, I wonder if he good sponsor. Um, admittedly, yeah. Oh, hang on. Let's just drop him a line now. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, I remember
1: yeah. feeling bad because it was I like, it. oh, Jod's leaving today for a Harry Styles concert, and I absolutely wet myself laughing. And you were like, no, no, like George's actually leaving today, a Harry Styles. I was like, that's great. <laughs> have a, a fabulous time. Bit
0: of an odd, odd choice. It but was.
2: A, it was a very random purchase decision <laughs>
0: earlier in the year how did you find it being ac for about two days and then being promoted to b cam operator
1: good good i think you have to you have to like feel that fear a little bit because as much as it is still a lovely relaxed environment to be in it's still like per minute it's expensive and there's people waiting and you're on a schedule and i think everyone knew that it was my first time doing it on like a proper set which in some ways was nice because it meant everyone was like super supportive and super lenient but like you fit in your own head, you're like, people are waiting for me to mess up. So, of course, when I did mess up, it was particularly bad.
2: Do you want to yes. talk about it? Are you happy yes, to? Yes, because I think
1: it's a good learning point. I think it's a good I think lesson. it's a good yeah. story.
2: I didn't want one of us to bring it up. And he's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> he's mentioned it. So I'm going to have to talk. about it.
1: start crying. <laughs> you yeah. like, oh my <laughs> God. Shit. I'm so sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> but if you're happy to, then... Yeah,
1: yeah, no, because I look, so do, do you think that. it's a good learning point. So I think it was...
2: Jordan left. So it's it's mainly Jordan's fault. I was probably queuing. You should have been there. I was queuing at Old Trafford, yeah, with my yeah. feather bow. b
1: was waiting to see Harry Styles. Yeah. So, so it's the newbie not had best to step, step up. Wow. I thought
2: effect. I'd give you the platform.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was fair to say the most important scene in the whole film. It was the big it was the, big the big confrontation big, at the end. Yeah. That's big not
0: spoilers, is it?
1: Emotional denouement, I think is the right word. A what? Um, Do no more? What? Denouement?
0: De De new more. More. Do you know more? Do you know more? I think that's the thing,
1: something. right? Do you know more? Do you know more?
0: I don't know. never Pretty heard sure. that before.
1: Well, we just cut it out if it's not. Dub it over. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I stepped up and I was dead nervous and um, I was not.
0: So we were shooting two camera at this point, weren't we? Yes. So it was two two people having a conversation and we. I had a camera on one yeah. actor, you had a camera on the other.
1: I had the camera on the actress delivering the monologue. The important monologue. So when you say B cam, it was more like. Technically, yeah. A cam. Well, uh, I was getting A2. (laughs) Anyway, shot the whole thing, and the actress absolutely knocked it out of the park. She was phenomenal. And you could tell she'd done a little bit of um, getting herself ready emotionally, and she absolutely smashed it. It
2: was a take to use.
1: Tears the lot. It was the money shot for the whole (laughs) film, and I didn't press record.
2: Let's just hear everyone going. Ooh.
0: Ooh, everyone wincing at home, feeling yeah. the pain. Oh, and yeah. we were like, we knew we'd got it. Ollie says, right, let's move on.
1: There was an amazing moment where, like, you know, the energy that the actress had brought to it was all there. And anyway, and can you talk us through said, how
0: you realised?
1: Yeah, yeah. Ollie called cut, so I pressed the cut button and it turned red, oh, that's which painful. obviously is what happens when you press record.
2: What was your initial? <laughs> like thought at, at that point because I know uh, because what you did was you know that's worth mentioning as well in terms of what you did straight away yeah straight yeah,
1: after yeah. I'd love to say that I like really really thought about my position and I thought no this is the right thing to do but it just kept just straight away I went oh my god and Elise was stood next to me and she went what and I, I remember actually thinking I'm going to have to physically put my hand up, otherwise no one's going to see it. I remember it. you
0: putting your hand up. And there. I just
1: put my hand up and I said I'm going to have to just put my hand up here, guys. I just, I wasn't recording. I wasn't recording. I've, <laughs> I've just pressed the record button and it's just started recording. And Ollie's face.
0: It was just silence for. It was it, just like it, a horrible. Did it feel like a silence. long? It felt like an clear. hour. Yeah, Don't
1: yeah, it was awful. Me. And it, I'd had such a positive experience as well, and I just felt like I'd sort of like made friends with everyone and like. Stepped up to this cat and I was really excited and really nervous. And I, I hadn't pressed record. And Ollie's face. And I'll never forget Ollie's face. I honestly will never forget. It's like burnt into my memory.
2: This is when you find out that I didn't go to the Harry Styles concert. I was outside with a little trigger button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Looking really through brilliant. the window.
0: Trying to take my fucking job. <laughs> this. What, what was Ollie's reaction? What was his face? What did he look like?
1: Um, he was definitely... You don't want to say angry because that makes Ollie look like a like a dick, and he wasn't like he was lovely about it. But he was just like, I can't believe it. And Emily as well. I then looked at the actress's face, and she was good because she knew that she just delivered an incredible performance for like that was like her characters. Oh god, it was a really really bad minute. But then I can't honestly describe. So the next then five minutes, as I was like. I know that this feels rubbish now, but it, I'll get over it. And every single person on this, and I mean that, every single person made the effort to come up to me and say, it's okay, we've all done this, yeah. please don't worry about it, you will never do it again in your career. And I was like, I promise I'll never do it again, I'll never do it again. That's the main um, point to
2: take away, I think, where we've all done mistakes, we've all done these little things, or you know, what feels like big things at the time, but by making those mistakes or errors or just lapses of concentration, you remember to never do that again because that goes yeah. through your checklist of what you need to think every time you press record moving yeah. forwards, And it's, it happens to all of us.
0: But that's yeah. that was the thing to do, was to to put your hand up and say straight away because it would have been very easy because we weren't going to review it. We were moving on because we were tight on time. so Yeah, it was we like were, towards
1: the end of the day as well, yeah. wasn't
0: it? So we were going to move on. We weren't going to review it, so it would have been well into the edit that anyone would have realized and then it would have just been a case of where's take three have we not got did we not do a take three on this camera and we probably wouldn't have even remembered it It was you on camera and we Blame me (laughs) (laughs) not only is he not here he's got the fucking harry styles (laughs) he's also not pressed record on this take what a fucking lemon
1: um
0: but 100 the right thing to do
1: ollie called me over ollie said beth can i just speak to you for a minute and I thought, it's absolutely fair enough if this is a bit of a bollocking. Like it's fair enough. Here's like, your P45. Yeah, <laughs> the next train is, um... and he was just absolutely lovely. And he said, I really, really don't want this to ruin your experience of being on this set and being part of this project. And really lovely about all the work I'd done up to that point and how valuable they thought. It was just lovely. And I thought he would he would have been well within a try to be like, and he's a few hours away from bed. <laughs>
2: Can you remember, I don't know if I've mentioned this previously, can you remember my first job when I worked at Feature and I had to film like a conference or something in the middle of Leeds? I was shitting myself because this was my first time I'd gone on my own to a shoot and then set the camera up. I'd I'd forgotten the base plate (laughs) because I think at that stage it's like, does the base plate belong on the tripod when you pack it away or does it stay on the camera? I assumed it'd be on the camera, so I didn't check the tripod. and I got the tripod I was like, Five minutes left because it took me ages to find this location and I can remember having to ring yourself and Julie Mm -hmm. to say, I've left the base plate. And it was about half six. I think it might have, had you stopped working at that point? But I can remember it being a little bit of uh, an inconvenience for you coming to collect it. But at that point for me, I thought this was the the worst thing I could have done. It was my first job. You you think all these things like, I've made such a, a silly error that I shouldn't have missed. And it's it, it does happen. Yeah. So thanks for dropping that bass plate off because now I'm doing this.
1: <laughs>
2: Could have got the sack <laughs> quite easily. To be fair, probably the one of the worst things
0: I did was I was second shooter on a wedding. So I was second shooting stills um, for this guy. And I just wanted the experience, really. It had gone all right. I'd done pretty well, I think. And then we were just waiting around for the first dance. And I can't, I don't know why, but I was just like going through the menus and just like clicking about and stuff like that. And somehow... Managed to format the card and...
1: For a wedding. Yeah, for that's, a wedding. That's worse than mine. I hate to point it worse, is yeah. worse yeah. than mine.
0: And I just, I looked across him and said, oh, just, just format the card.
1: <laughs> he was like, oh. what?
0: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like you chose to. <laughs> yeah, I, <was>
2: like, <laughs> I just,
0: I don't know how, but <laughs> I just format the card.
1: That
0: makes me feel a bit sick. And so then like they did first dance and I was shooting away. I was like, I'm going to have about 12 pictures to give him after this. But then I managed to get it back, did some data recovery software and something. And I managed to get it out. But
2: yeah, you, when something like that happens, your heart does sink. Yeah. It? You think yeah. you fear the worst, you think it's the worst situation when in reality it's it's not. Yeah. So what would you say is your biggest takeaway from filming with us on on that latest film?
1: I think my main takeaway would be uh it's funny because it links back to the mistake, but it's always better to say it than it is not to and obviously that relates to the mistake because sitting it was the better thing to do mm-hmm. but also if I noticed that there was a shadow there was a few times where you'd roll your eyes and be like "Yes, yeah, don't worry about it that's deliberate or I've just spent half an hour putting that shadow there but then there'd also be times where you'd be like oh yeah I've noticed that actually or you're right actually if we just move that a little bit forward or do you want, I'd be like, do you want me to just move that table forward a bit yeah that makes it. always say it like always say it because the one time you think I'm not going to say that they'll have seen it they won't see it and then you feel like you could have saved a problem. Yeah.
0: What's one time you didn't say it that you were telling me this morning in the
1: car? Oh, about the gate.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we shot a gate scene. Were you there? For, you weren't there for that yet. Yeah. No. You've seen the shot though. I was there. Uh, it starts like Niall Horan's gig or... <laughs> <laughs> He's not still playing, is he? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, so it starts like through the gates and it tracks back on a gimbal and a character walks up and shakes them, but they've, they've got a chain around and they're locked. Yeah. And so we get this shot, it's out raining, there's dogs and shotguns going off nearby. That's yeah, they're actually story police
2: dog
0: training. Yeah, and guns and stuff like that. So we get this shot, and it looks great, and it's raining, and we want to get off. And then when we review it, the chain's only one around one side of the gate, so, it's <laughs> so it, <was> open, <laughs> it, it would clearly just open... <laughs> Uh, apparently, Beth spotted it. Didn't say anything.
1: I, it was so obvious. I was like, they've obviously seen it, and just thought decided they were going to do something clever with it, it's or a plot like
2: twist later down the line. I yeah. thought
1: maybe they just thought the actress would look, think it's it's they've put a padlock on it, I'm not meant to be in it, or something like that. But I didn't say anything, and then it turns out they had to go back and reshoot it.
0: So good advice. Always say it if you notice yeah. it. So we've mentioned previously on the podcast, we've mentioned Kaylee, our, our makeup person. Legend. Legend that her daughter had heard that Beth was in our camera team and said she was surprised that just generally that there was a it wasn't an all male team or that a woman could be in the team. Yeah,
1: she That's... didn't didn't realize girls could be cameramen. Is
0: that, that like, what it was? Is
1: that
0: what yeah, yeah. Oh well, we, it's camera person now, isn't
1: it? I said that. So there's no cameraman about it, Kayleigh. Like, tell her that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. I think. Um, Sometimes it feels a little bit like because you are going into an environment and an industry in which everyone knows that the running theme is that, oh, it's very sort of male-centric and male-heavy, I think sometimes you feel the need to prove yourself a little bit more. You know, there's definitely times on set, even though it was the loveliest, most supportive set ever um, with Relic. It was, like, it was the loveliest thing ever, but I still felt like, all right, well, if they can carry that box, I can carry that box. And if, you know, that looks really heavy, like, I can do that, or... Um, Will someone help best do that? I'd be like, no, no, don't worry, I'll do it on my own and I'll... And I even do it in my bar job. I find myself having to be like, no, I can do it on my own, don't worry, I'll carry the furniture and I can... Mm. And I think in some ways that's a good thing. Like it's good to want to be trying to like push yourself and like prove to yourself that you can do things. My experience of it has been that you feel like there's that added pressure to do well and that added pressure... You feel like kind of saying, yeah, I know how to do all of this and I'm a woman rather than it just being like, I just know all these things and like this is who I am and this is what I've done. Yeah. And there's still like, you know, I was reading a thing last year, something like the 100, 100 biggest projects in the UK launched in 2021, well, like seven of them were shot by women or something like that. So there obviously is still like, as everyone knows, as you were saying, yeah. like a big gap in it. And it'd be good to be part of sort of plugging that gap a little bit. But um, mm. yeah, I think it's more just about yeah feeling like you've got to prove yourself a little bit, which you, you don't. And often people on set don't give a shit about whether you're a woman or a man. They just want you to do your job because it's busy and they've not got a lot of time left and they just need someone to put the light stand up and they don't care who it is. But yeah, I think there's always that insecurity that comes with it that's something that we need to sort of tackle as an industry a little bit.
2: I think that comes back to the point of being in these types of environments and these types of filming environments where we're all learning collectively together rather than just focusing on what we hear about and what we, you know, what you see on these bigger sets where it is quite clearly quite male dominated but... Mm. When in these situations where you're we're all still learning, we're all learning at the same pace. Yeah. We're all and you know, and then doing that together, we can all ho- you know, hopefully move upwards, move on to better and bigger projects.
1: Yeah.
2: And then we'll all make it.
1: Yeah.
2: So we have a I say recurring theme, this is the second time we're doing it. Lovely. But we did it with Oliver last week
1: mm-hmm.
2: and we've already given you the homework to bring your top five films with you today.
1: Okay.
2: On a list, not like as DVDs. Just <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: going to watch them all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so for anyone who might have missed last week's episode, the aim of the game is to bring your top 5 films mm-hmm. and then we will tot up the ratings on IMDb and essentially the one with the lowest or it's the number of ratings,
0: not the re- not cumulative. the actual score. Yes.
2: So how many times has it been rated on IMDb?
1: Oh, okay. Not not, not the actual the, rating. No. no. Score. Okay. The
2: amount of times it's been rated. Okay. and we're going to eventually make a leaderboard once we've got enough to warrant a leaderboard. Basically, the person with the lowest total number of ratings shows that you have a more niche... Well, mainstream. Yeah, 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 less mainstream. Yeah, Yeah, less mainstream.
1: And are we seeing that as better or worse? Yeah, I think, better.
2: Better, yeah, I think yeah. so. So yeah. the winner has the fewest
1: rating. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I'm going to do, well, do well, quite
2: yeah. well yeah, We are From the films you yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. during this, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a low scorer.
1: I think I'm going to be the one to beat.
0: Should we... Um have a quick recap on the current leaderboard.
1: Yeah, I haven't
0: got your scores on here, Gerard, actually.
2: I was about 25,000 in total. It? Yeah. yeah. No, it was about 3.2 mil. <laughs> Ollie was 4.4.
0: Ollie 4.487. Yeah. You were about 3.2. Yeah. I've got Kate's on here. I won't go through her top films, but I'll give you a score. Okay. She got 2.9 mil. Well, that's pretty good. There, mm-hmm. And I'm on a cool 900,000. No, I'm I'm in this. I'm in the sub mil club. Sub yeah. easily
1: in there. Mm, I don't know whether I'm going to be in the. You must be. So,
2: shall we go through? Let's go through your in top five. descending order.
1: Five.
2: We'll go at number five. Um, we'll
1: num- number five. I'm gonna oh, hang on. I thought didn't realize we it was going to be snappy. So I didn't realize it was going to be in competition.
0: no, you can't change
1: it now. No, no, I'm not. I haven't ordered them. I've uh, just written them down. No, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It still tells
2: to... up the same number. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're good at maths.
1: We'll
0: five.
1: Go on. Five. I'm going to go for, can it be series as well or it's just films?
2: Films. Ooh, yeah, just films. films. If we bring you back,
1: okay, you can fine. do series. Yeah,
0: we'll have to do a series one as well.
1: In that case, in fifth place, I'm going to put Roma by Alfonso Cuaron. First film I watched where I was like, cinematography. Beautiful. Four.
2: I love the fact that you've dated them on your list as well.
1: Well, yeah, I thought I was going to need to look impressive. (laughs) 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 Number four, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to put eighth grade in number four. That's going to be a good score, isn't it? Bo Burnham, 2018. Not even on IMDb. Beautiful, there it's you not, go. No, it's got
0: uh, to, it? Oh. How are short films on IMDb? Course eighth grade is gonna be on.
1: Three. Uh I Daniel Blake, Ken hmm That's gonna be Let's
2: just, uh, let's just say you've won let's just cook on the I think that's, there. Well yeah.
1: my top one
2: mm. Infinity War <laughs>
1: <laughs> American Animals. Second favourite film of all time. My number one film of all time is Rain Man. Oof. that might have ruined you there. I know, because that is one of the is a big, big, big one. So that would have been reviewed a lot. Yeah. Oh, that one's going to have wrecked it, isn't it? it I'm going to have done really well. You were doing. You the
0: game. Yeah. Let me see what Ryan one is. What are the scores on the doors, Bob? On the doors, we have coming in at number five, Roma, one hundred and sixty-one thousand. Good start. Yeah. I mean, you've definitely lost by miles. Oh, of course. So yeah. You've got. I nothing thought Rain in this Ryan game, might have wrecked George. me here,
1: but but maybe not.
0: Eighth grade, 77,000.
1: Boom, that's low. That's low. I,
0: Daniel Blake, 61,000. American Animals, 46,000. This, is, this Ooh, feels this
1: like, is pointless. like pointless. <laughs> <laughs> it's going lower and lower and
0: lower. <laughs> Ooh, we've got a three. <laughs> Rain Man, 518,000. Oh, that's
1: not even too bad. Ooh,
0: so this, tot- will, this is going to be close between you. Total, 863,000. What does it have to be? 918. <sighs> you're, you're at the top. You're at the top. Close second. Um, you're the Jody kid on the just. Top Gear leaderboard. I knew I should have put among the living in mine. 863,000. six three thousand. that. Well, you're yeah, at the top. Yeah. Well, Dean yeah. will probably win when he comes on again because he's got some. We'll just not invite Dean back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. You're not coming back. So well done, Beth. You're in the lead. You you joined me in a sub one million club. Miles away from Ollie on four point four million. Yeah. Um, four
1: point four million. What did he actually just go through the whole Avengers? What yeah. did he pick? What what screwed high? him over
0: was Inception with two point four million in yeah in one film That's yeah, straight away yeah, yeah and then his others were all right to be fair his best score was <laughs> National Treasure three hundred thirty seven thousand I haven't Russell got your Treasure. films in here George National
2: Treasure I had Skyfall super bad Room Joker and one more and I forgot what it was. We'll have to listen, listen back. back. to there.
0: If <laughs> any viewers have just watched that episode or listened in, <laughs> if you can just
1: tweet us
2: whatever they are. Are we on Twitter? We're not on Twitter. On Twitter? No. but we'll this down. is a good time to shout out the socials. So what are we on, Beth?
1: Instagram. Yeah. Which is? At... It Takes Two. Oh. It's Take Two. At... It's- I we told thought you this
2: was going to be an yeah. issue. Do you want to do it, Bob?
0: Sure. Instagram. It's Take Two Podcasts. Yes. Email it's take two podcast at gmail.com. Yeah,
2: really? Yeah, well, done.
0: there we go. And TikTok now, I'm still not signed into what? it.
1: We're on, TikTok. I don't even have We're on it. TikTok now. No, I
0: don't have it. Yeah, Joel's addicted to it. Oh,
2: no, I don't make sure you give us a follow on that as well while you're at it. And there. that's it. Take it's take two podcast, TikTok.
0: <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. Oh, YouTube. YouTube. We never plug
2: YouTube. I mean, oh, yeah, true. On, it's yeah. take
0: two. Podcast, probably. I don't know. It to the, the Yeah, I think so. So if you've got any, did we have any questions this week,
1: actually?
2: No, we just had a snidey comment from Callum, <laughs> the fact that Beth was appearing on the podcast. Oh, I
1: knew you'd say something.
2: Which, to be fair, now we've spoken about it, we can read the comment out. Let's show him up in front of everyone. Yeah.
0: No way is non-recorder Beth getting on before successful sound whiz Callum the Sound Mitchell.
1: Sound whiz. Ugh.
0: Elliot's on next week, so <laughs> we'll see what Elliot says about that. Well, thank you, Beth. No problem. Hope you've enjoyed it. Loved it. Um, thank you, George. Thanks for hosting. Thank Place you. Thanks for the one coffee.
2: I'm running low on beans.
1: Look, 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 We Brought a whole thing
0: coffee. of ma-
2: milk. I'm taking that back. One. Yeah, you can take that back. Yeah. Yeah, thanks as always for listening, watching, wherever you are, whoever you are.
0: It's you in a rush yard.
2: Do you want
1: to <laughs> wrap yeah. 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 up?
0: <laughs>
2: um, yeah. See you later. See ya.
1: Bye.